Am I making any sense? Hello, everybody. I wanted to do something that I rarely do, which is an intro monologue to this podcast. This podcast, I had my buddy Sean Boyles on. He's a comedian, musician, podcaster here in the Bay Area. I've had him on the podcast at least, I want to say twice, at least twice before. And we've been trying to hook up to do a podcast for some time. And I decided to do, I've been doing Zoom, as you know, Zoom podcasts. So anyway, long story short, we did a Zoom. Things didn't go uh, to plan, as often is the case whenever you're Zooming with people. So there was a lot of kind of audio problems, garbled stuff, and we were never able to really get a good connection or flow as we would if we were in person but there was still a lot of conversation, so I've gone through and I've done a number of edits, which is rare for this podcast. As you know, I pretty much just let it rip. I very rarely edit. I've spent in, uh, what, a year and a half of doing this, I've probably spent, of all the podcasts, maybe 10% of the time actually editing. But this one I did have to go through and edit just because there was uh, so much lost conversation um when the internet was giving us problems that um yeah what can i say so anyway we're gonna i'm still gonna post this up but at the same time i am looking forward to another face-to-face podcast with sean Boyles, and i'm sure he would say the same thing uh we actually even touch on it in the podcast so i won't go into too much detail here on the intro but suffice to say, suffice it to say, suffice to say, I don't know what the phrase is, but the audio quality is, it's not the best, but we're all just making do with what we've got in this day and age, right? That's kind of, that's kind of what the doctors have prescribed, whatever the doctors are. I don't know. I'm rambling now. I'm not good at these solo podcast things. But bear with me. Have a listen. Sean's a great guy. A lot of good insights around comedy and music in this podcast. And uh, I again, I've edited around. So if you're losing context on certain conversations, it's because I've had to go in and pluck out part of the conversation because it was just that garbled mess that comes through. So anyway, here is the podcast. So, all right, we are no, kicking off. No, 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 that's all good. We are kicking off. We're now recording. I'm here with the big spender, buyer of cables, Sean Boyles. <laughs> how, how are you, my friend? <laughs> yeah, um, I was fine until you had to uh, spill my financials out into the streets. I know. Now people know. I was if doing you can just it. fine, and now I feel like. Uh, what is that? Now I feel sub- cable uh, self-conscious about my, 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 I had to buy a uh, TRRS cable so that the audio could go into the phone. Um, because, uh, the, the super getaway that I do my podcast is literally, I use the anchor app and it is yeah. so easy. Yeah. Um, I just had to get audio into the phone and I couldn't figure out how to get audio into the phone. 
And then I looked up a bunch of stuff and there was just this one little funky cable that I needed to buy. And uh, I bought that and everything's golden now. Because before I was literally holding the phone to my face and talking into it. And um, I guess the Anchor app does some little magic. I think they put a little compression on there and, and level out um, the, the audio so it sounds decent even if I'm just talking into the phone. And uh, I did like fucking, I don't know, 30 episodes like that. Yeah, yeah. by any means necessary. So, uh, so no, now, they got some kind of post-production I mean, going and, and it's, it's perfect. It gets it out there. And it, and it, and nobody knew that I was only holding the phone up to my face and talking into it. I mean, it's, you know, I, if I had music, I was holding the phone up to a Bluetooth speaker. Like I, it was so good. Like now I got a mixer and I kind of do it like, um, I kind of, I think of it like a, um, I don't know. I think of it like a broadcast. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm literally pulling stuff up and down. If I play music, I fade it out on my own. Uh, you know, so it's, and then I had a friend of mine actually make me a a legitimate intro, uh, musical intro that sounds cool. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been easy. No, the, so the barrier (laughs) between professional broadcasting, well, okay. So let's even throw the word professional out because broadcasting, I don't know what it is anymore. (laughs) Right. But what I'm, but just capturing a voice and getting it out there, the barrier between the straight up consumer, whatever, and then really right. uh, high cost item. It's so minuscule for the average listener that most people can Absolutely. get their ideas out just fine through whatever app you're recording on, on your phone. And, and I was finding that out and, but there was still, I knew that the audio, if I wanted to play music, it wasn't sounding clean. Cause like I said, I was holding yeah. it up to a fucking Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Uh, it was just like it was it couldn't have been any more fucking ghetto yeah um, so and i want the music to sound clean but i yeah. still want to be able to talk over it and what i didn't want to do was uh, a recording program like putting it into garage band or or you know name your your recording yeah. process and then doing like editing and all that shit i don't edit shit whatever i say yeah goes out to the world and um and that's kind of like i said i i think of it like a, a broadcast you know what i mean i do everything live um i did my first uh, interview with somebody uh nice. that will be coming out in the next episode so um so yeah man it's uh it's easy it's and and i don't want to do more than I have to. <laughs> no, I, you know, what's funny. I had Coral Best on a couple podcasts ago and that's exactly what I told her. I, I mean, I, I tell everyone, if you even have a mild itch to start podcasting, just do it without sure. too much thought. Sure. Because again, the barrier entry um, is so small, but then the, the trick, the trick is to only commit to like the bare minimum of what, if you be honest with yourself, right? Like we all lie to ourselves. We all say, oh, I'm going to hit five mics a week. I'm going to do this, that. And then you do 30% of that, right? (laughs) So be honest with yourself. What is that 30% that you're really willing to do for a podcast and only do that? Because I'm with you. Like my post-production is really like, you know, I've bought a lot more gear to play around with just because I'm kind of a gearhead and it fascinated me. But but really when it comes to once the shit's recorded- Get it out there as quickly as possible. Don't think about it too much. 
Sure. I definitely got my eyes on gear. You know what I mean? But as you know, being a musician, I always got my eyes on gear, but, um, there was, you know, there's a fucking, there's a podcasting, uh, sort of desktop, like for podcasting. In fact, it looks like that's what you have as your background. That's what I was using. If you would have been in the garage, this is the roadcaster. I love this little mix. The roadcaster. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you could hook uh, up even that seemed sure, but yeah. even that seemed more involved than I wanted to get into. You know what well, I mean? Like I said, yeah. I have a mixer laying around. I got mics. I got you know what I mean. And and dude, this is a fifty-seven. This isn't like a fucking involved yeah. mic, but I can I can EQ it a little bit as it goes in, and it yeah. can sound decent, and uh, it'll come through. And there's no fixing that in post production. It's just like. <laughs> But yeah, that, the 57, man, that's the backbone of recording. Right be, I mean, it's, it's the workhorse. I mean, it's in every open mic. It's at every, yeah. <laughs> at every uh, club I've ever played in. Yep. Uh, so, you know, and, and I got a couple below. So, so that's, that's all I needed. Yeah. Normally, hey, Sean, normally I have things we can get into. I have a general pattern of questioning that I want to get into with you. But in this day and age, almost all my podcasts This, this start is off. your podcast, sir. Yeah, no, they, they almost all start off with, are you okay? <laughs> ah, that's a good question. And that is- <laughs> Because uh, with everything you know going I, on. <laughs> yeah, it- um, It- uh, It- I've been kind of lucky where I haven't felt that um, that insanity that some people are going through with uh, 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 having to have locked themselves in their homes. Um, I've worked most of this quarantine. I did. uh, I did have a a few weeks. I did have a few weeks where everyone was a little frightened to have me in their homes. Right. uh, More than usual. Uh, (laughs) As you know, uh, I paint house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I paint houses. So, uh, um, there was a little bit of concern if I was doing any interiors and if people were living there yeah. or still in their homes that, you know, what, am, what am I bringing in, um, besides, uh, odd smelling materials that I'm putting on their walls. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, I mean, I've been able to work through most of this, uh, and, not really, like I said, not really have that stir crazy feeling of having to be stuck in the house. Um, yeah, that's so good. I don't know. I mean, uh, just where, um, where it has been hurting is not playing, not being able to do any shows, not being able to rehearse with bands, not being able to do comedy, um, not being able to do the stuff that is my outlets. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of where the podcast is sort of a little bit of saving grace where at least I get to verbally vent whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's been like, I have a couple of different places where I have gear, uh, for rehearsing in a couple of different bands. And, uh, one of the studios, uh, had to close for safety issues. And then another one was like, come on down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're going to need to blow up. You're going to need to blow off steam somehow. Why don't you come down here and do it? And, uh, yeah. But that's the one that's in San Jose. It's a little bit of a drive for me. Yeah. Uh, that's where Zed rehearses. Yep. And I did go down there a couple of times. Um, but 
you know, as much as I love to play, it is a, it's a lot better playing with other folks and, you know, that's not going to happen for a little while still. So, uh, uh, but I have noticed, um, well, and then my room in Oakland opened back up. So I've went down there a couple of times. And, uh, so just, you know, I've played, I've sat behind a drum set five times since mid-March. Oh, which is no. bad. No, dude. It, 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 yeah. And for me, I mean, I was rehearsing multiple times a week, you know, like I'm, you know, uh, it's, it's, I was, I'm playing music as much as I'm doing comedy during the week, basically with yeah. either a couple different music projects and, you know, hitting, hitting mics, you know, three, four or five times a week, whatever it is, which is not really a, a lot, but right. enough for me. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm doing music that much as well. So, um, to go Splitting to, you middle. know, only a few times in, you know, only a few times in six months, it's fucking sucking, you know, like I've always used music as an outlet to sort of get shit out of my system. That's built up. I mean, I, like I've said before, I get to hit things with small baseball bats and not get in trouble for yeah. vandalization of any property. So like, you know, I get stuff out of my system by playing and not being able to do that is it's getting a little, uh, it's getting a little long in the tooth, Matthew. Yeah. I can only imagine. Okay. I have a really lame question. Uh, no such I, thing. No such thing. No, this is going to be lame. Okay. So as a drummer, what, what do you feel about just those little electric pads that you could put in an apartment and, and hit on, you know, they're like they the are, electric drums. Electric drum sets. Yeah, of course. Um, they are great. Um, but they're really expensive. Like, I mean, oh, they're right. That's, you know, they're really expensive. Uh, okay. I remember when they, so there's been over my years, I've <laughs> seen them develop and, you know, yeah. um, I mean, I, when they first came out, I was like, these are fucking whack. I mean, you know, yeah. They were good for like if you had an acoustic kit, you could pepper in some pads in your acoustic kit, and okay. it'd be nice for you know triggering sounds. Like I always thought of them, you know, le- electronic side of drumming as a way to trigger synthetic sounds to sort mm-hmm. of enhance whatever's going on. Just like having another instrument there, you know yeah. what I mean? And and over time, they've made the feel like you're hitting a fucking sterile piece yeah. of rubber with a stick and it just kind of goes, bleh, you know what I mean? It doesn't right. really have a nice sort of, you know, when you hit a drum, there's the air that's getting moved and like, yeah. there's a whole, there's a whole thing there. Um, but with the electronic stuff, it was always sort of sterile. And then they came out with, uh, what's been hot for like the last, I don't know, 15 years or so is these woven, uh, these woven nylon heads now. Okay. And so there's a little bit of give there when you hit it, it kind of feels a little bit more like a natural drum. Okay. And I remember when those first came, those are the V they call those the V drums okay. uh, that Roland makes. And then that's a bunch of other companies have, have copied it since. Right. I remember when those came out and I sat behind one and I was playing and I was like, Oh, hey, that don't feel too bad, Jack. This okay. feels nice. And I was playing, I was playing the guy at the store had to come over to me and tap me on the shoulder. And I turned around and there was like a line of, I'd been wow. I'd been playing for like a half hour in the store. <laughs> wow. I, I, I was hogging it all up, you know what I mean? Because it just felt so nice to play. And then the yeah. sounds are really clean or whatever. And, and the sounds have only gotten better. Uh, so for what they are, what they do, they're great. Do they replace live drums? No fucking way. 
Right. Um, however, there are things that you can do in the electronic realm that, you know, it's really cool. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of musicians getting together virtually and through, yeah. through zoom and all this stuff. And they're yep. actually, you know, getting together and they're doing covers and they're releasing these things. And most of the time the drummers are playing on electronic kits. And so it's cool, but I don't, uh, if yeah. I had money to throw around, I'd have them. Right, right, right. I, I would definitely have them. Well, no, that was a, that was a very uh, good so answer. Cause I, you know, the, the few times I brought it up, some drummers are like, yeah, they're cool. I have one or I tried one, but then sometimes drummers are like, no, we're, we're not going to be practicing on something like that. So that was a really kind of a, balanced take on the electric dump drum kit. I think if I had, if I had, if I had a set, I think I definitely would use it for practicing more, but yeah. it's just a mechanics thing. And then the other thing too, is you're never going to, because of the, they got newer ones now that are the sizes of regular drums. That's always been a weird thing too. Like your positioning of where you're putting those things are never in the exact natural position as they would be if they were real drums. And so your spacing's off. If I want a tom right here in front of me, you know, it's going to sit in a certain spot. But if I put another tom next to it, visually it looks weird if it's the space that I'm thinking, if I got a, you know, if I got a 13 inch there yeah. and I'm putting a 14 there, like the spacing of where I want it, um, the pads, they're all the same size. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to want, visually, I'm going to want them together closer so it looks cleaner, but at the yeah. end, it's not in the, the right position of where it would be if it was the sizes that they're representing. You know what I'm saying? I do. So uh, the so mechanics important. in your, then yeah. that was just, yeah, exactly. Your muscle memory is going to be a little off. So if you set it up to where, if I had electric kit and I set it up exactly like my acoustic kit would be, it would look hell of weird because of the way the spacing would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but that shouldn't matter because right. I'm trying to replicate where the acoustic drums are sitting. Well, but with that said, you know, you're kind of just using it for, uh, um, working, working out patterns and, yeah. and, and sorry. That was kind of, no, oh, no, no apologies. It's the internet. It's the damn internet. We can blame uh, Al Gore for that one. Um, you know, what's funny, even that reference is like, there's probably going to be a whole generation of people who's, what do you mean, Al Gore? We can blame They don't Al realize. No. <laughs> they don't realize the joke. Because yeah. that was a 90s joke, No, right? the you? worst. Well, and the worst part about that will be people saying, who's Al Gore? Oh, yeah. That's going to start happening. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We're, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're that's going to. Our perspective is just going to look really skewed to a lot of people. Um, I mean, so, whatever. Okay. So you touched on a little bit about the practice space. So everyone I have on, we kind of talk about where do we think comedy is going to be going, um, you know, over the next nine months. I really want your perspective because like you already touched on, you were already in basically a touring band that had just released an album, right? Zed. And I know you, you have yeah, other yeah, projects, yeah. like you said. So um, you kind of already touched on, you're not doing any, I guess, formal rehearsals with them but like is there even plans like do clubs even think that live acts are going to be coming out in the next 12 months or whatever or is it all just what, what i'm coming to realize is nobody knows anything <laughs> is it like that or is there any game plan out there nobody knows anything it, yeah it, that is that is exactly it all all we can do right now is hope that 
the gig that we have booked in mid-December up in Santa Rosa somewhere. Okay. Um, we hope we hope that that's going to happen, but right now, I don't know. There's no way of knowing. I think the only thing that's going to save any sort of live performance is just being able to do it outside. But that's going to be good until what? Late October. Yeah. Before the weather, you know, as soon as the weather changes, you know, there ain't going to be no more playing outside. So, um, it's, you know, you're seeing things happen now with, you know, uh, the bistro where I was doing my, uh, uh, my comedy show once a month, uh, they are now open Thursday through Sunday from three to nine. They have a, they got a permit to block off the street and Good. they got a little setup with tables and chairs outdoors. And then they put a band playing across the street. Okay. <laughs> nice. So it's, it, they're at least doing something. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of back, but kind of still staying, you know, trying to stay safe. So, you know, and that seems like, you know, I've, Drove by a Denny's today and they had the whole parking yeah. lot blasted out with the tables and chairs so people yeah. could eat outside. But like I said, that's going to be good until the weather changes. And then I don't know what's going to happen. Either people are going to feel confident to take everything back indoors or people are going to say, hey, you know, we're still going to wait. You know, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I uh, the Campbell area, they shut down the road so that all the rest, at least the restaurants can move their tables out, which is cool. Um, and I think that's probably the only thing we have available to us right now. Uh, do you think that whenever we are able to have gatherings of people that music and live entertainment, comedy, whatever, do you think it's going to come back strong or are people going to dip their toe? I think it was going to be a combination of both. There are some people that are just like, you know, feeling like they just got, re- you know, released from yes. the asylum. Yeah. And then there's going to be those people that are going to be like, oh, fuck that. I ain't going nowhere near anybody. I'm staying yeah, yeah. in until, yeah. until it is completely safe. You know what I mean? So, I mean, um, but Kabir and, and Jeremy Curry and those guys are doing a, uh, That's right. uh, doing a thing every Thursday out in Danville. Uh, actually, Tommy T. Uh, bought a new place and it has a big giant outdoor thing. So nice. uh, they've been doing that every Thursday. And uh, I, I went out to one of them a few weeks back um, and it, it seemed cool. I mean, everyone's trying to stay away from, I mean, Danville is kind of a, a more, a more to do place, uh, yeah. <laughs> a more uppity uppity uh, yes. with, the, with the pocketbooks. And there's a lot of people, uh, kind of not really worrying about masks and, and social distancing, but then there was a good majority of people that were. So yeah. it felt about 80% safe to do something. And I saw they were wiping down mics and stuff like that. Um, mean Dave and Mike Bucci have that, that drive-in show yep. that they're doing in, in Newark. Uh, I'm actually booked on that uh, for the next one, uh, October 29th. Nice. Uh, and that'll be the first, that'll be the first comedy I've done since March, uh, at least live. I've done, I haven't, I've done one Zoom comedy show and I've done yeah. a few Zoom uh, podcasts. Right. But, um, and it's just, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It, you know, it probably shouldn't feel right, but no. it, it just, eh. 
So basically there's an ickiness that, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So what I, I broke, I broke it down to my wife like this because I've been going more now, um, to these zoom mics. And I basically told her, I said, if this, if this is what the art form is forever, then, then I'm out. <laughs> but if this is just a way, you for know me, what? I, I, if it's just a way for me to keep up with, my 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 fellow comedians and to write things to it's something to me like an exercise just to um go in the day okay i want to talk about these things like it's still a writing and a talking exercise so i kind of look at it as the treadmill right now of stand up comedy where you're mm. not really running you're not really out there getting the the impact that you would if you ran up a hill but you're still doing something that maybe will keep, we talked about the muscle memory. Maybe it'll keep some muscle memory. Sure. Airing yourself. And then there's some, there's some, but it's not, there's it's so definitely, it's, it's like what's happening right now where I, I'm sure my voice is one second delayed. I'm sure of it because we're not able to get a flow going. And, and then every imagine 16 people all wanting to be funny with the one second delay between 16 different people. It's like, Oh geez, this is fucking bloodbath right now. It's it's really tough, and uh, I think that if it becomes the norm, there's you know if you really have that itch that needs to be scratched, you you learn how to adapt to it. Like I've, but I can't even get past watching a Zoom show. Right, um, I'm too hung up by like even right now like the background I have going on, if I was watching this, I'd be like, what do you, what's back there? What's, what's going on? Like, I see a lot of people do this. Stuff. But when I'm looking at the audience and yeah. I'm like, well, what's, what part of the house is he sitting in? What is that? Is that his, is that his living room? What, what is that? Oh, I saw something move. What is that? Like I get, and then, and then yeah. of course there's people with terrible angles. They're yeah. showing themselves from up, you know, yeah. like that's, all the nose. We all know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, if you, if, if it's, if it's, if it's from below and going up, that's a terrible angle. No. You know, I saw a guy with his shirt off. I mean, like yeah. there, I'm seeing things I don't want to see yeah. in the audience because yeah. they're at home. They're relaxed. You know what I mean? And then some people have the great decency to shut their videos off. So you yeah. don't see any of that malarkey and that's great. But, but again, I'm looking at, you know, is that that a kitchen? What, you know, yeah. why would you sit in your kitchen for an hour watching a thing? You know, anyway, so, uh, you're basically I, uh, doing a psychological I, uh, analysis of every person on the zoom call. Dude, I, absolutely. I totally am getting hung up on yeah. what else is going on, you know, and, um, and not, um, paying attention to the show. I'm, you know, it's, it's distracting, dude. I can't even watch the news, especially the local news, and watch the fucking news anchor do the shit from his living room. I'm like, dude, no, I can't take yeah. it seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's distracting to the point. Like, I saw a, a sportscaster and he had all this fucking, he had this vinyl behind him. And, uh, and you could see, oh, I got my cool Zeppelin record. It yeah, showed yeah. it up fucking Beatles. cool. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that, first of all. Plus, now I'm distracted. I'm like, I wonder if that's an original pressing of the record. Yeah. You know. <laughs> original press. 
<laughs> you're tweeting, you know I mean? you're tweeting at the news anchor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, is that original print? You know, do you play that record? Or do you keep it in the plastic? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm fucking hung up on shit that I don't need to be hung up. And I'm just yeah. trying to get the fucking box scores. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, yeah, I'd like I do that anyway. I could give a fuck about sports. I'm just saying, I'm, yeah, I'm more hung up on, you know, I'm hung up on all the wrong details to quote um, uh, Vince Vaughn from uh, Dodgeball. Well, yeah, so definitely there's a level of, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word professionalism, but there's a level of almost ceremony in the way we were living our life prior to just packing it up and going inside that 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 ceremony is is gone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, But you're right. I think professionalism is the right word because I've seen a few people take that little extra to not have a distracting background Get yeah. their audio set. That's the other thing too. The audio. There are people, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just relax. You know, I mean, if you have a shitty phone, you're gonna have shitty audio. But if you have a nice phone, the audio is gonna be decent. Yeah. Or you know, or then I and then I get hung up on the differences in everybody's audio. I'm like, well, his sounded better than that guy, and oh, that guy sounds like shit. You know, again. Hung up on details I shouldn't be hung up on, but yeah. for me, in the overall performance of the thing, I'm distracted, and 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 you and that level of professionalism is not yeah. there. If you watch a newscast, everybody's got the nice mics, everybody's got a nice camera, everybody's video is nice and clean, and you know, yeah, there's a level of professionalism. Yeah. Uh, you know, an open mic Zoom show is you know somebody's got a fucking flip phone they're trying to do it on. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, even, you know, so, not and I, the open mics we were going to were overly professional, but there was just a level of this is a format. It's it's predictable. And I think people kind of know how to behave and, and play it out. But with the Zoom stuff, we're all just a bunch of dum-dums bouncing into each <laughs> other and talking over each other. It's it's not good. And I I've and there's different ways to do it. You can do it where you're definitely giving the uh performer is you know a few minutes and it's uninterrupted or whatever um there's some mics where everybody you know guys leaving everybody's mics open so you can hear the laughter which yeah. is helpful but then again distracting when you hear a fucking baby crying in the background and like oh or you know or it sounds like somebody's getting murdered or something you know like it's just all distracting <laughs> i i actually opened that was my observation when i opened on monday i go how come is it every time i get on a zoom call it feels like at least one caller is calling in from underwater. It's like, you yeah. always get that one. No, it, it, it's, no. Okay, where are you? The Mariana Trench sure. something? <laughs> Live from the deep sea. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, no, it's, uh, it's, it, it's rough. It's distracting. I've sort of not done it, and I was kind of vocal about not wanting to do them. And I... Uh, pissed some friends off by being like, you know, I think I made a Facebook post, you know, I haven't been bored enough to do a zoom show, yeah. zoom on zoomers. Yeah. And, uh, that post has been thrown in my face by, uh, my online nemesis mean Dave. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I did Pete Munoz's, uh, uh, Friday night, um, uh, showcase. And Dave was really pissed because he had asked me like in March, to do a zoom comedy show. And I was like, I ain't doing that bullshit. And then I go like, and then like three months later I do Pete Munoz's show and Dave's mad. He's like, uh, he's, he's mad that I did Pete's show and I didn't do 
uh, Dave's show and I told him like, Hey, look, he kind of felt like he, it sounded like he was in a pinch. He needed to fill a spot. You know, I kind of was getting over the fact that I was hating yeah. on it so hard. Uh, let me try it. Um, I did decent. I don't feel like I fucking killed, but, but the, here's the other thing I've noticed is cats that maybe are, um, not the best on stage uh, with a mic in front of a live audience are murdering a fucking Zoom fucking show. Interesting. I've noticed uh, it's just it, whatever it is that their energy is being in their home comfortable and, you know, pulling stuff out and pulling it in a frame and using props and, and just, yeah. you know, or whatever it is like, it seemed uh, some people are really shining uh, in that in that format, which is great. Uh, it's yeah. just, and of course, doing your if you do your set the way you're used to doing it, fuck, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have the mind of I'm just kind of kind of maybe rant or you know I kind of think of oh I'm doing it like I'm going to do my podcast. I'm just going to fucking talk to the ether there, and uh, and see what happens. You know, there you go. I was I was going to work uh, around to that eventually, but I think the Zoom stuff for someone who's just recording um, their thoughts on a regular basis into a podcast or even podcasting with other people. I think it's, it feels closer to that than it feels to onstage stand-up comedy, which let's face it. I mean, podcasting is a huge thing. So there might be potential. This whole zoom thing might have legs, but I'm looking at it more or less like, I mean, I love podcasting, but when, but when I get back to podcasting, like in my garage on the roadcaster, face-to-face podcasting, um, then, you know, I, I'm going to go full bore with that. I love that, but I don't think I could ever fall in love with just doing jokes on zoom, uh, to, like you said, a bunch of shoddy microphones and questionable backgrounds, (laughs) because I don't know. It's It's just, just, there's something, even just the smell of going somewhere and I smell the alcohol, like that's good. I like that. I'm in the right place to tell a joke now. Well, it's it, it I, I believe it's it's an art form that needs the live audience. And mm-hmm. and there's really no way to replicate that unless you're in the room and you're feeling that energy. And yeah, you're smelling the fucking, you know, you're smelling the 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 waft of piss from the restroom, you're smelling the fucking bleach that they use to wipe down the counters. The lemon you're, cakes. You know what I mean? You're yeah, you're, you know, there's the, the sights, smells, and feels of any good dive at a great open mic, you know, or, or the uh, hustle and bustle of a comedy club where, you know, you're hearing the clacking of, 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 of people's cups and, and, and people taking orders and ordering food and, and the energy and, and hustle and bustle of a comedy club. Like, you're not replicating that with a fucking Zoom show. I'm sorry. And, and, and I understand that, well, this is what we got to do and we got to adapt, you know, I'll adapt if I have to adapt right now. I don't fucking feel like I have to adapt to that. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to kind of not do it and, and feel my chops slip away. (laughs) Like, like I was saying earlier, sitting down and playing drums, I'm feeling chops slip away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the level that you're drumming at, there was a go-to lick that I can't even do this fucking lick. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I mean, for years I've been playing, you know, I go on autopilot, you know, but yeah. now I'm like, oh, no, that's not there anymore. Ah, you know. Right. <laughs> Just messes things up down the river, too. 
Um, well, so, so uh, this is an interesting question then, because I've been thinking about this one where there are a lot of people who are kind of trapped indoors more now. Do you think when it comes to the music world, not necessarily comedy, because like we just covered, it can't pass through. Do you think there's so many people woodshedding right now on their instruments, whatever it may be, drums, guitars, bass, vocals, that we could see a resurgence in like, really, I don't want to say progressive because I, I, I don't like categorizing anything, but just really, um, you know, in the 80s, I was watching some YouTube and it was a guitar player and he was talking about how in the 80s, it was like an arms race where guitarists were like practicing 18 hours a day, seven <sighs> days a week, just to, just to one up uh, in whatever the speed or the whatever they're trying to do. Do you think there could sure, be sure. a situation that in a year or two years from now, we see a lot of talent coming out of different areas because they say, oh, well, for those nine to 12 months, really, I just spent four hours a day playing uh, X, Y, or Z, and then I, I stuck with it. Everything is so playing live. Even the idea of playing live is that now. Um, so why bother? I think there's the people that are, yeah, they're shredding and they're practicing and they're getting shit tonight. Um, there are, are bands that are getting together together and rehearsing and they're writing there's going to be a lot of bands that are going to have albums coming out pretty soon right that's what i'm thinking uh, but then there's a whole other there's a whole other like you know it just doesn't feel comfortable to get in the room with anybody and, and i'm just not inspired to even play right we've been having these conversations you know what i mean like you know yeah. uh, we are just now sort of throwing riffs back and forth on the you know on our group chat you know everyone you know we're record into the phone and just post it and you listen to the riff you're like okay okay, well that's cool you know oh maybe that can go with this and but even that has been just sort of "Ah, well it's great it's a good riff you know we'll we'll hang on to that and we'll wait and see yeah you know what i mean and it's it's so it's tough it's tough yeah could go either way oh you'll like you got you got a good case (laughs) yeah so Here's what happened on Monday's uh, mic, and this will be part of the podcast if it goes through. Um, I here's another thing with the Zoom open mics is I don't know when the light happens because a lot of times, like you said, all these things are going on, and sometimes oh, yeah. has an unconventional way of flashing a light, right? And so I went way over. I don't know. Maybe I went seven minutes, eight minutes, maybe nine minutes. I don't know. But at some point, I realized, guys, it feels like I went way over. And then um, Pete was like, yeah, you used up your time for next week too. But then shortly after, before he even had a chance to <laughs> announce the next comic, he lost his internet and the show went down. <laughs> so it was like the fucking asshole comic runs the light and then the whole show just disappears. Oh, wow. Wow. But anyway, so yeah, uh, to kind of wrap up, it, it could go either way because there are some things in my life right now that I have just absolutely, I'm not even thinking about. I used to do before Shelter in Place, but now I don't. But then there's other things, like I do want to pick up my guitar at least once a day and do something with it. And, um, but I'm not doing it at the level that, you know, I would ever get good. It's good. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so I'm sure there are people who want to get good and have the time who are just going to pour in hours. But there might be a lot of people just saying, no, I'm just going to chill out and watch catch, catch up on Netflix. No, absolutely. I mean, I have, 
Um, I have an acoustic project that I've been working on for a really long time. And I sort of thought going into this, you know what, I'm going to have time to, you know, kind of dust that project off and, 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 and write a little bit. And I thought I'd be writing riffs like a madman right now uh, for myself or, you know, whatever project I'm playing in. I haven't done shit. Yeah. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't played. I haven't, um, I haven't written any new jokes. Like I'm going to, you know, that show I'm doing, that driving show I'm doing, I'm kind of sweating it because I don't want to really do all the old shit that I've been doing for a while. You know, I'm well, kinda, I kind of feel like I got to do something new. Yeah. I got time, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, what am I going to do? COVID jokes? You know what I mean? Like, every, you know, ah, I don't know. Well, I think to some extent you can't get away from doing, it, it would be like walking into a room that's dysfunctional and something went on and don't address it, right? It's almost like stepping over the drunk dad, right? Like, oh, we don't see what's going on here. So I feel like you kind of almost have to put something in or people will feel disoriented. Like, wait, he's not going to acknowledge that uh, we're in a pandemic and California's on fire, <laughs> you know? Dude, every week there's a new thing to fucking make fun of, right? I mean, yeah, there is. It's never ending. And it it's, seems it's, like it's spiraling now. We got cyclones. My wife was telling me about one of these fires. They have fire tornadoes. Have you heard of these things? Fire tornadoes. Oh, that's, that's that sounds great. <laughs> this, let's throw that into I'm the telling bucket. you, dude, it went it went from murder hornets to yeah. Uh, a, a disease we're not sure of to a yeah. full-blown pandemic yeah. to arguing about face masks, uh, Will and Jada. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> now we got, yeah. Oh, Hey, I'm glad you, you threw that Now in. there's, you know, now there's, uh, 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 Cardi B's new single and California's on fire. Uh, the election there's, it's just, doomsday after doomsday after doomsday and i don't know i'm waiting for a fucking you know a murdering spree like someone's yeah. just gonna you know like where's the next serial killer that's that's gonna be out on the loose because he's been in fucking quarantine for six months and he's lost his mind yeah. and now he's just chopping people up hard you know like that's <laughs> that's his new hobby some people are some people yeah, are going to the woodshed to learn guitar. Some people are going to the woodshed to bury bodies. You know, to each his own. Total. To, <laughs> and could you blame them? Like, really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so if we could have fire tornadoes, we definitely would. I think they should have some kind of like earthquake hurricanes. I think that would be the good thing. It's actually, you know, it's getting to the point, Sean, where I feel like we're in the Middle Ages again, where when someone survives the season, you know, oh, he made it through the season. <laughs> We should celebrate. Yeah. Let's get yeah. together and have a dance. Ex yeah, exactly. That uh, it's just it's nutty. It is fucking. I've never, never seen anything quite like it. It's no. it's really really crazy how. And I know we're in an age of information. We get everything a lot quicker than we used to. But yeah. just the ver the veracity of some of the stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I painting a house today. I was outside all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I was spraying a house and I'm not the most um, careful when I'm spraying that I should be wearing a mask. Right. I'm used to wearing a mask because we're wearing masks all the time now. But yeah. the last time we had uh, heavy smoke in the air, I started to feel a little sick. I started feeling yeah. like my throat and I was coughing a lot. I felt like I was getting a cold. 
And then I was spraying the next day and I had to wear my big mask with the big respirator and you know, yeah. filters on there. And you know, I'm spraying literally all day. I started feeling better and I realized, yeah. oh shit, the filter is actually blocking out the smoke and now I can breathe and I feel better. My throat did. So today, knowing that it was going to be super smoky, I fucking had my respirator on all day. Yeah. And um, I still sort of feel, you know, at, 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 by the end of the day, my throat was a little scratchy, but um, I didn't have any water all day. So I think that might have been... <laughs> That'll do was, it. Wasn't hydrating myself like I should. Yeah, wasn't hydrating myself as I should. So, um, but yeah, Make- it's just, you know, yeah, it's, a re- it's just goofy, goofy times right now. Yeah. I remember last year during the Paradise Fire, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I went out to Livermore to meet some friends and it was on the day where it ended up being, I think Livermore had the worst air quality in California because it's <laughs> a basin. It settles in there, you know? They had like the worst in California history or something. It was the day I happened to be there. Like it was literally worse than Paradise where the fire was burning. And oh man, yeah, I got out of the car crazy. and I felt pukey almost immediately. Like you walk out and I didn't have a mask. Um, Cause remember, if you remember yeah. back last year, there was a shortage on N95s for that paradise fire where they're as like, as, as soon as the, yeah, as soon as the quarantine started and everyone was, you know, cause yeah. I, I go to the paint store every other day. So like yeah. I'm buying the masks for work anyway. And yeah. since that, since the fires last year, they yeah. have had a shortage of those yeah. masks. And so they don't have them. And then when everyone was needing them for the quarantine, they definitely didn't have them. Right. And, um, and I get an, I'll get a text or a, a call from one of the paint stores saying, Hey, Hey, I think, I, I think we got some masks coming. We could put a couple aside for you if we want, you know? Yeah. You know, but you know, whatever I get, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not a, not a huge big deal, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, now we're having to, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just fucking crazy, dude. It's crazy. If, if the murder hornets turn into having, spreading the COVID even more and they're bringing tornado fires with them, then I think we're really like when stuff, when stuff starts to combine, you know what yeah. I mean? Everything starts combining into this one big, uh, impending doom monster. Um, but until then, you know, I don't know, fucking vote. Yeah, get, out. <laughs> get out and do something. Keep your hands busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do so- it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, like I said, it's fucking nutty, nutty times. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when it's going to end and it's fucking up the stuff that we like to do, which yeah. is make people laugh. And, uh, and if you do it right, make them boogie with your jams. That's right. You know? <laughs> you know, so it's tough, man. It's really, really tough right now. Hey, what's your opinion on this thing where people are saying California has an exodus right now? Have you heard well, it's about not this? an opinion? It's, it's not an opinion. It's happening. Uh, it's happening. So no, what's your opinion but, on it happening? Uh, well, it's been happening for a long time. So it's been happening for a couple of years. I've been hearing people leaving California just because it's too expensive. Yeah. Uh, but now on top of everything else, uh, they feel like their freedoms are infringed on and all this yada, yada. Um, I grew up here, so I don't know what it's like to live in another spot. I think the people that are, well, I mean, even some of the people that have been native Californians are leaving. Um, 
Um, I don't, I'm in a really lucky situation. I have very little overhead. I have a very inexpensive rent. Um, I've been, you know, scraping by by the skin of my teeth for a long, long time. And I'm quite happy um, that I'm doing that, you know. Um, I feel like join the masses leaving. Uh, not anytime soon. I mean, um, I just, I really like it here. This is my home. This is where I grew up. Uh, it's, it, it had, there's, there's big city elements to some of the areas here, but then it's also, there's some sort of suburby feel and then it's not too, uh, not too hard to get out to the sticks. So we got a little bit of everything right here. I mean, it's not, you know, I live in the East Bay, so I can get anywhere in a half hour. You know yeah. what I mean? I can get I can get to the sticks in a half hour. I can get to the city in a half hour, uh, you know, and I'm in the burbs more or less, you know. So it's like everything's really close. And I see people that live, you know, for instance, I just drove up to Seattle and back over yeah. the weekend. And we went up five. And as soon as you get up, you know, shit. As soon as you get up above eighty, you get on. You know, you take the full, the five hundred five two five. There's fucking nothing. It's mm-hmm. farmlands forever. Um, it gets a little. There's a little something uh, around Redding. Yeah. And then you're going through shit. Then the, then the trees start, and it's fucking trees and farmland yeah. all the way up to Seattle. And it made me just sort of realize. Well, I've always kind of realized how fucking big. Yeah, this country is, but how much there's a whole lot of nothing out there too, you know. And I'm like, yeah. these people that live in these little shit towns, they have to get on the highway if yeah. they're gonna go to the store. Yep. You know, we could ride our bikes to the fucking store. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. and I, you're probably thinking, Sean, you don't ride a bike. You're <laughs> right, I don't, but my wife does. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what kind of bike you um, would ride? So it's just I I I <laughs> no, I don't. What tell me? <laughs> you know in the 80s the Heshers would flip up the 10 speed, the 10 speed handles. That's the kind of bike you would have That's to get right. on. That's right. Have it flipped up. Dude, I, yeah. I've I've been saying it for, for a while. What it what is up with tweakers and 10 speeds they yeah. seem to go together like peanut butter and jelly yes it's it's i don't understand what that is but um uh, <laughs> it's a good mode of transportation <laughs> I, dude I, I guess if you're a tweaker you need, dude speaking of tweakers when we were on our way we were going through portland and mm. it, uh we happened to get up there right at sort of uh evening time go home traffic and we're yeah. kind of in traffic there was a dude on the freeway yeah. on his 10 speed with a big giant bag of recycling. Yeah. And he's going faster than the traffic, but you know, bikes, he's like you, know, you don't suckers. see bikes on the highway. Dude, I, Oh dude, it was insane. And then we got up a little further and there was some guys trying to cross the streets yeah. and like, there was a whole section of Oregon where it was just, it was just tweakerville. Like you could just like, and the only the other thing I noticed about Oregon, I did not see anything but white people the whole yeah. time driving through Oregon. There's <laughs> nothing but white people. And, and that's, I mean, Dude. living here all my life, it's, it's rare to, to, to see that. So you, you nailed Portland. I used to go there for <laughs> business a lot. 
And I'll give you, this is Portland in a nutshell. I had a colleague who told me this story. He was he uh, native Portland guy, whatever. I don't know what you call, Oregonian. And um, he said, you know you're in Portland when your five-year-old child walks up to you, points at a man about to get on a bicycle whose full face is covered in tattoos, piercings everywhere, and then says, daddy, he didn't put his bicycle helmet on. <laughs> you know, like a five-year-old, that's the big concern. Not that, that there's a human being covered in tattoos and metal hanging out of his face. It's that he um, nah, nah, forgot to put his bicycle concern. on. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Safety first. But I wanted to, so you're native California, I'm native California, but I remember in our history, and it's vaguely, because each time I remember these phases, I was at different really probably not paying attention or not giving a fuck about what was going on in society around me. But I remember in the late eighties, there was a real economic downturn in California and people's homes were being foreclosed on. And there was this quote unquote mass exodus from California. And back then we were probably like maybe 20 million population or something. And then again, in 2001, we had, um, the dot-com thing happened. And then I remember hearing about Oh, Max, mass exodus. I don't know how many people were there. And then in 2008, the housing crunch, oh, California mass exodus, and everyone sensationalizes and makes this thing. Yet somehow, from the late 80s, when we had whatever recession that was, we went from 20 million people to close to 40 million people. Like, mm. hold on, where are these mass exodus numbers? Like the math to me doesn't add up for math. Mass exodus to me is like, Wow, California was once a great place, and now there's just tumbleweeds. <laughs> and I that think never seems to happen. I think what happened was, though, th with that was, you know, especially through the 90s, you know, that, that dot-com thing, that dot-com boom, uh, that was a lot of people coming into Silicon Valley. Yep. So I think in the 80s, you know, Silicon Valley is not fucking, not shit, really. No. In fact, if you think about the layout of the Bay Area, and I've been saying this for years, the um, all the mass transit was set and set up to go to San Francisco. Yes, you know what I mean everything from the, everything in the East Bay, everything yep. in the on That's the peninsula, right. you know. Um, Contra Costa County, everything was set up to go to San Francisco because that's where all the jobs were. Everybody's office yep. job was in the city. Uh, that boom in the '90s. And, you know, they start building that fucking giant, you know, all those tech companies start building giant campuses, Yep. you know, and now that, you know, massive amount, and then there's people coming in to the Bay Area to go to those tech jobs, yeah. um, you know, the, the East, um, East Dublin in the last oh, 10 yeah. years yeah. has uh, completely developed and, and, and you know, and a lot of people from India in the Middle mm -hmm. East and stuff like that, which is, you know, whatever. I don't have a problem with any of that. But just, you know, you can tell who's moving where by the yeah. stores that start popping up because it got to cater to who's living there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. I, I was living in Dublin at that time. I moved to Dublin and I lived there for like a year and a half. It, within the time I lived there, there was one place that sold kebabs. When I, By the time I left, there was, you know, three... Yeah. Uh, no, there was, there were, I think there was five Indian restaurants that were never there before. You know what I mean? So like, it, 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 it's just, 
yeah, the people that are from here have left because it's gotten too expensive, but the people that have money have been able to move in. Right. And that's why you got fucking places like uh, the mission in San Francisco being completely gentrified and, yeah. you know, um, places in Oakland, you know, where that's happening as well. And downtown San Jose, like all these places that are getting flipped because people with money have moved in because yeah. the poor folks have had to move out. So yeah, the population, uh, there's been a mass exodus, but there have been people replacing those people and it's changing the dynamic of California, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm, so, some for good, some for bad. You know what I mean? Like the character of San Francisco is definitely changed. Um, oh, it's not I, as goofy as it used to be. No, I'm fully you know? comfortable saying that tech ruined the, col- I would say whatever you want to call it, culture, vibe, whatever was in San Francisco. It, it's, I, I don't go there enough to be a critic of it, but I just remember my, obviously my youth, it was like every other yeah. block had some different sideshow going on in San Francisco. And now it's like tech guy, tech guy, tech guy, <laughs> tech guy, tech guy, tech guy, tech building, tech building, tech, you know, it's very one one flavor. I think I knew things were changing when Gap opened up on Hayton Ashbury. I think when I saw Gap open up, I go, Ooh. Oh, okay, times are changing. Yeah, that's, that sucks. <laughs> that but sucks. So here's the thing. Here, I always try to look at every silver lining. If we all don't get burned alive in the next month or so, um, and let's say this exodus <laughs> sure. is happening and people are leaving, I, and it, and then it allows people, it's like a shift. I look at it like a shift. Like right now we have a, you know, devastating homeless, uh, whatever you want to call it, homeless problem going on. Um, and then of course we have the people who just are, have jobs that want to afford places to live that are, would normally be buying houses or renting in on larger homes. Maybe they can bump up. So I could, I think that would be good, but then also to bring back just people like creative types who aren't necessarily interested in your nine to five rat race, but want to paint pictures or play music or whatever, whatever it used to be like in San Francisco, maybe that will start to backfill up in there and we'll get some more creative types. Again, I think this is on the same line of thinking where I was like, well, we're kind of cooped up, but maybe there could be some kind of big thing that happens after this. Well, I mean, unfortunately for artists, there's not a lot of money there. You know what I mean? So if a place is too expensive to live, they got to move out and move to other places. You know what I mean? So uh, dude, look what's happening um, with the, the bigger comics in Los Angeles, you know, Rogan and those guys, like a lot of those cats are moving out of California. They're getting out of here because they're not able to do what they like to do. Yep. As far as doing shows, whatever, a couple can do something. So they're looking so they can still do the shit that they like to do you know what I mean? so it's all it's it's all about what how what you're able to do and how you're able to adapt to going on um i just like it here so much all my family's here yeah it would be really tough you know here i dude here i moved a, a girl from another part of the world here you know what i mean so like yeah. and she's loving it here too so like you know i don't know i just can't see myself going anywhere but I can't see myself going anywhere because I got it pretty good right now here. You know what I mean? So if something were to happen, if, you know, you know what I mean? If something were to happen and I got, and I have to go somewhere, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But right now shit's pretty rad. So (laughs) I'm not going. I'm I'm the same way. And, and even when you, I I joke about the fire stuff, we all know this comes, this is a seasonal thing. This happens happens every year, every year. 
every year this happens. So it's not like a big surprise. You just kind of got to be ready. Like when the fire's around, you keep some stuff packed in the back of the car, you know? But, um, oh, and, it, and, and it's fire. It isn't like it's happening in the same spot every year. It's going to happen in a different spot. Yeah. You know, because, you know, this happened to be because there was some fucking lightning. That was a freak so thing. Dude, when I left, uh, so I, like I said, I, I went to Seattle over the weekend, but I left, I started driving up there Thursday night. When I left, I drove, things were working. Well, what no, did I, you do while I was away? <laughs> you're right. I, well, I checked the weather and it was like, oh shit, it's going to be really hot uh, yeah. here yeah, while yeah. we're in Seattle. And I'm checking Seattle's weather. And I'm like, oh, they're going to get a little warm spell too. We're going to have great weather up there. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, there was no rain in the forecast. There was no rain. There was yeah. no thunderstorms in the forecast. Right. And then uh, I wake up Sunday morning in Seattle to uh, a bunch of people posting about this crazy lightning that happened all yeah. morning. And then I start seeing about fucking fires here and fires yeah. over there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, like the biggest one burning right now is just a Southwest of Manteca that like here yeah. in the East Bay, like all the smoke we're getting is from that. I actually saw it when I was coming home from yeah. work on the freeway, I could see the smoke coming over the Hills. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's from that shit out in, in Manteca. So yeah, it can happen, you know, I'd have never heard of Manteca being on fire ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not like this, you know what I mean? And, you know, it happens in the North Bay a lot. Um, but, and then the Santa Cruz Mountains is getting another round of it. You know, um, unfortunately, uh, some of the guys in Zed uh, have their bags packed because yeah. the shit's pretty close to where they live. Um, yeah, Boulder Creek was evacuated. Exactly. And uh, yeah. one guy lives uh, just outside of downtown Santa Cruz, yeah. Uh, and the other guy lives in Scotts Valley. So like, there you go. That's like, it. Um, you know what I mean? It, 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 uh, La Honda's on fire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I mean, yeah. I saw, I saw a map and it had, it was fucking peppered with flame all over. It's just, it's fucking sucks. But again, this happens every year, but this all happened all at once because of that freak lightning that came through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, dude, I saw, we saw one start on the drive home last night. Uh, really, we, you know, we're just, we're coming home. We're just South of uh, Reading, and, and, uh, we're seeing the sky light up, starting to you know, we're going, Ooh, ah, ah, you know, we're in, in awe of it. I see this smoke and this orange glow out in the fucking field somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like out, you know, a guy's farm obviously or whatever, but it, you know, so dry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the farms are, you know, between harvests or whatever, they're not planting everything yet, but everything's just fucking dry. And, you know, it was obviously on fire from what looked like the fucking lightning that just came through, yeah. uh, you know, as, as we're getting closer to that. So yeah, it's fucking nutty. It's a nutty, nutty time. And, um, yeah, those and I don't, and I don't think Trump's going to fix it. So, <laughs> well, Here's here's my thought is I bet with everything going on, he's going to try and pull uh, delay the elections and then just slap the dictator moniker on his uh, he lapel. He can't. He can't. Yeah. The, what what he he what he would have to do to make that happen is 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 near impossible. So yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about that, but it does seem like he's trying to rig it every other way he can. So yeah. Uh, we'll oh, fuck, man. We we are again super weird times i've never seen anything so like weird. it but at the same time i've never um never seen so much information get thrown around and be able to absorb all of this either so 
uh, it's just a weird, weird, weird time we're in. Are you an information guy or do you ignore it all? I just. I ignore most uh, of the news. I, Until it's I, staring I, in my ignore, face or my I wife ignore, brings it up. Here's where I've found. Um, what, what do I want to. I guess the true news, at least uh, unbiased news. Uh, Associated Press. Associated yes. Press a lot of times is where the news gets their news. So that source is straight up. It doesn't lean one way or the other. It's, you know, the facts, man, only the facts. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I, and then oftentimes they update their stories. Uh, so it's the story that they had. And then, you know, what happened at three o'clock? Here's, here's, you know, another wrinkle to that thing, you know? So I will check, I have that app. And first thing in the morning, like an old man reading his newspaper. Right. But 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 I don't go so far as to actually read any of the articles. The headlines. <laughs> I, just read, I read the headlines, and right. if something's really that you know sparks my interest, I'll I'll read you know I'll read some of it. But um, but other than that, yeah, I'm you know I'm not checking out the CNNs or the Foxes or yeah. or, or or any of the network stuff. I'm not checking out any of that stuff. Um, and then, um, I have been trying to stay off of social media, but every time I get on there, there's somebody spouting off some wackadoo thing that they saw on some website that is either a, you know, a propaganda machine website or just false and shitbag information that has no bearing on reality or truth. Yeah. And they're running with this thing and then putting their own little fuck spin on it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like the stuff that people are running with is it, it, it's, it's, it's mind numbingly ignorant and it makes me just recoil and just not want to pay attention to anything anybody has to say, you know? Yes. Uh, so, so it's, it's really tough. Like I said, if I don't get it from a, you know, a trusted source, I'm not going to, you know, if yeah. you told me some shit right now, I'd be like, Matt, really, where did you get that fucking from? You know? No, everybody yeah. should be saying that. That's what I don't understand. Like we yeah. all know the data is skewed from every input. So why are we trusting each other at our word? Everyone should be, okay, cite your sources. Because, um, so I, you brought up the whole people with wacky ideas, man. I am getting not sick and tired. I mean, part of me kind of is entertained by it, but I've, I've lost family members to the um, Fox news media propaganda <laughs> wing <laughs> where they used to be cool. Wow. Well, well, I guess critical thinking individuals. And then something happened where they watched one too many Tucker Carlson or whatever. And then it's like, zzz, 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 and then things go, but people go that way on the other end too. There's another spectrum to that, but now I'm losing sure. people to these websites where they'll send me, did you read this? And I get the website. I'm like, this website looks like it was put up by a 13 year old um, six months ago. I don't know. This is completely an, an opinion piece. I don't know where the sites are. And then I'll right. hit them back with something like, I, I, this source seems sketchy to me. And then they'll go digging for like other sources to corroborate that source. And those sources are just as sketchy. I'll go, I don't think this is healthy what you're doing right now. <laughs> That's exactly it. I had a friend uh, literally uh, last week uh, posted a thing. So first of all, she's getting her information from a meme, which is always why not like, sketch, right? Yeah. And the meme said, um, "Black Lives Mattered has not donated 
a dime to feeding a black child, to helping a black family with their rent, to uh, putting a kid through college, listed all these things that Black Lives Matter has not done financially. And I was like, well, first of all, you're getting your information from a meme. Second of all, Black Lives Matter doesn't do that. They are an uh, an advocate for uh, uh, police brutality and the injustices there. They're not trying to help out you know, black families and, and, and push that right. agenda. Their the police brutality is their main thing. Um, right. Their financial records don't even uh, go that way. And they've been sort of tight-lipped on what they actually spend their money on. Also, and then she, then she posts uh, a, uh, from a website, basically reinstating what the meme said. Yeah. This website was this play, this thing called the Daily Caller. And Uh-oh. if you look up the Daily Caller, it's yep. a super right wing yeah. uh, propaganda machine yeah, yeah. where you know it's written pretty well, but it's yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's all bullshit. It, none of yeah. it's fucking legit. And um, and I just was like, you know, cite your source. What do yeah. you got? Okay, well, that's not a true source. Yeah. And then, uh, and I go, you're sounding a little ignorant. And I said, you're sounding ignorant and you're sounding racist. Then as the thread went on, well, someone on here is calling me ignorant and racist. But I said, you're sounding. I, yeah. And I even said, I know you and I know you're better than that. But yeah. she saw me, you know, in my comments say ignorant and racist and she's going with that. So yeah. again, not only are you getting bad information and your sources are fucked up, now you're not even reading what I'm commenting on with yeah. any sort of proper reading comprehension because I even I said, you're sounding ignorant and racist and I think you are better than that. To think you're better than that part didn't fucking matter. She saw ignorant and racist and now I'm calling her ignorant and racist. And, and then finally I was like, you know what? I hate deleting people, but bye-bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's another question that I have in my mind is like, I've actually, when I do go out and I'm just talking with people, whether you go to whatever grocery or you're go buy pet food or something like that, I actually find myself wanting to be um, even more cool with people. Cause I'm kind of like, oh, I think everyone's a little nervous and chippy about the time. So like, I want to go the extra mile and be friendly and cool with people. And I, I keep wondering like, is it that? Absolutely. Isn't that what everyone should be doing in times like this? Shouldn't we all be walking out there? But I realize, see, social media, that is a different beast than walking out and like being in a grocery store and saying, oh, hey, what's up, man? Or, you know, talking with people, right? Like that's a whole different beast. But I would think, I keep thinking, the worse times get, the better we'll get to each other. But I I don't see anything like that happening. (laughs) I think we're going to keep on spiraling down. It's basically dogs feeding for scraps ah <laughs> i don't know i think there's uh, at least places where i go where i've been there seems to be a pretty cool and uh, uh just effort being put yeah. forth of respecting and staying away and you know the, the yeah. you know the distance and wearing a mask and yeah there's a few people that like oh shit i forgot my mask or mm-hmm. flat out don't want to wear the thing but you know what I mean? There's, um, but again, there's fucking stupid people out there and they're going to yes. do, <laughs> they're going to do stuff that is not the smart, but that's the same person that could be, you know, you know, 
doing some other asinine thing that you would just be like, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? You know what I mean? What I want to know, and nobody has said, and I know it's you know the time of season that's this where where it's not prevalent to even have things. Are colds and flus down? No. I mean, we're, we're wearing ma- we're wearing masks. Oh, we're since our wearing hands. masks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, like it, it, I, I would assume because every, you know, if everybody's taking precautions and we've been staying away from each other, mm-hmm. our colds and flus just down on average. I know it's not the time of year where colds and flus are, are but yeah. I've definitely plenty of times over the years have gotten a flu in the fucking summer. You know what I mean? And it's the worst. Like getting a flu yeah. in the summer is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Because of the heat and you're, and you're yep. in a fever and, you know, but I just, I haven't seen any info on on whether or not that's a thing. I would hope that they are down because if that's down, that means, you know, we are doing better in spreading germs and shit, you know. Like, dude, I've washed my hands more than I've ever washed yeah, my hands. Yeah, I've like, gotten a little <laughs> obsessive about it. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, but I don't know. Part of it's the wife reminding me to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm married now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if you were uh, just uh, where. I don't know. Wash I, your hands, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, j- you know, just a nice reminder. Oh, well, uh, Shansan, wash your hands. Oh yeah, I gotta wash my hands. You know, yeah. and I'm like, but otherwise, I'm you know, I'm a fucking dirty bastard. You're like, I, I would definitely be, you know, like a friend of mine said. Uh, I was gonna go over to his house, and he's like, dude, uh, COVID's like five or six down the list of things I'm worried about getting from you. So <laughs> that's, that's cred right so, there. You got, yeah. Well, that's, well, it's it, part of it's me. Part of it's how shitty my friends are to me. So yeah. Cool. All right, Sean, well, let's try and wrap this bad boy up. Sure. Uh, there's yes. no point in asking where are your next shows actually wait. No, you said you did have a show. Would you know the date on that? Uh, August 29th, uh, the drive-in comedy show at Swiss Park in Newark, California. Uh, me Is that Dave a drive-through and or a drive, uh, drive-up movie theater? So, uh, Sw- it's, so Swiss Park has a very large lot behind their facility. And okay. it's a big gravel extra overflow parking lot. Uh, Mike Bucci owns a giant inflatable screen. Oh, and nice. he puts the screen out there, blows it up. They put the comics on a platform that you got to climb a little ladder to. Uh, they're cleaning the mics in between comics. They got light. Uh, then he's he, uh, he uh, videos the comics and beams that onto the screen, That's as dope. well as they have an FM transmitter uh, that just is uh, local for right there. And so you can dial in the sound uh, in your car. And uh, in order to feel like you're getting laughs, the uh, the crowd flashes their lights or honks their horns. So, um, and uh, Swiss Park has an actual outdoor live venue there. So all the surrounding neighbors are privy to the yeah. fact that there's going to be noise coming out of this area, you know, you know, probably past 10 o'clock. So everything's set up perfectly for a thing. And, uh, it's the closest thing to, uh, a live show without doing, you know, without people sitting in, yeah. you know, sitting oh, tables in front of you. So, um, it's really, really cool. And, uh, it's, it's actually pretty fun. And, um, <laughs> dare I say, uh, you're able, you're actually able to do your comedy the way you can do your comedy. Uh, dude, 
uh, Ryan Goodcase did crowd work with a fucking parking lot full of cars. So it was actually, it was, it was really funny and it was cool, but someone did drive out of the place during the middle of the set. And he's like, you know, I've, you know, he's, I've never really had anybody walk out of a set and here I am. Someone is driven out of my set. So, and so, yeah, we were giving him all kinds of shit. Uh, so I went to two just to hang out and, and see how it lays out. And uh, they are really cool. They're really fun. Um, and uh, Mike Bucci is a Newark City councilman. So I think he's been able to maybe pull some strings that's there awesome. to uh, have some shit happen. Uh, but, and then Swiss Park itself has a venue that's like, I don't know, like 300 people capacity. Uh, so it sounds like, and maybe I'm, I might be saying something I'm not supposed to, but I don't care. Yeah. Um I think Mike Bucci is going to start doing when we were when we're able to do legit regular comedy shows indoors. He's going to start utilizing uh, the venue that's there. So nice. Uh, but for right now, the drive-in thing is really really cool, uh, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. So that's August 29th, and then uh, Zed is playing in December up in Santa Rosa. When I forget the data, that's sometime in December. I don't know. Well, everyone N- needs nothing to, have- to nothing to worry about it. Yeah. Everyone out there needs to have the Zed website bookmarked anyway, because they are yeah, uh, a badass and if band. I knew, if I knew it, if I knew what that was, I would say it now. But I don't. <laughs> I don't know what their website is. But uh, I know you could find if you. No, here's the thing: when looking up uh, the band I play in, there are about fourteen, fifteen, sixteen bands on iTunes names, including a huge. A uh, huge EDM DG, uh, DJ yep. uh, that spells Z with it spells Z with two D's. So if you're gonna look up Z, look up Z Volume, which is the name of our uh, latest record, mm-hmm. uh, and then all our uh, all the Z stuff comes up that way. So make sure you use a Z Volume on iTunes or do they even call it iTunes Apple Music or whatever the fuck they I, call it? I don't know. I don't keep up with any of that. People go, where, where do your, where do your podcasts go? And I just say everywhere I've been through, I've stepped through so many goddamn pages. Like you're doing it smart. Cause you got anchor, I think sending it everywhere. Yeah. And again, it's, it, it makes it super, super easy. I don't have yeah. to do anything. It's fucking free. And, and the potential for me to actually make money from it, uh, from doing ads, which my audience isn't big enough that they even give me ads, but yeah. once it does, the money's going to roll in, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. See, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that rolls out. But, uh, yeah, I, again, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's, uh, it's fun and it's easy and it's, it, I feel like my, I can keep some, some comedy chops up a little bit by, uh, yeah. speaking, speaking to the ether. It is uh, my podcast. So, well, it's a, where you mind. That's it, man. That's yeah, yeah. That's 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 all I got. the The Shaw Boyles podcast comes out usually late, late Thursday nights, uh, once a week or so. Uh, that's on every platform. Uh, there's Zed, the band I play drums in. Um, there is, um, and then August twenty ninth. August twenty ninth, stand up at yep. uh, uh, Swiss Park. Drive right on in comedy. That's about it. Follow me on the Facebook and the Instagram, I guess. I'm not really on, on the Instagram too much. And I got a stupid name on there. I like combined every band. I I combined every band name I've been into, you know, Sean Hellbe all time Hellbeard, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Oh mine's but yeah. even more stupid. Yeah. So yeah. 
Cool. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show. Thank you.